What's going on, everybody? Started to record this earlier, and it uh, came out like shit, and I almost had a nervous breakdown. Just drop the fucking mic here. Okay, there we go. So now, ended up going out to Bush Gardens, witnessed some Christmas Town, and now I'm sitting on my sitting at my fire pit in the backyard, and I'm about to smoke a cigar, talk into this microphone for a minute. So I apologize if you hear the urban decay around me. I live by the airport, so you probably hear some planes here in a minute taking off. I find, said this before, I think in the last one, how much I enjoy fire, the, uh, the act of sitting and staring into a fire is very wisdom producing. You think of, you know, all your crazy thoughts, hallucinations, all your struggles, your pain, and uh, for whatever reason, it almost feels like staring into the fire answers anything that you had going on. So I find it super therapeutic. And I think that's kind of how it's been for all of human history is all ceremonies and any sort of, you know, psychedelic experiences, staring into the fire and getting the answers to you. I was gifted a box of Bellicoso... uh, Melicoso, Arturo Fuente, Don Carlos. These things are absolutely delicious. So if you're into cigars, check that out. So a couple things that I've been thinking about is, you know, cancel culture. What are we doing with that? What is the goal? You know, because, I mean, if you dox people before understanding all of the story behind or the, you know, there's three sides to every story, as they say, right? There's the A, the B, and then the C is the reality. So what what benefit do we have knee-jerk emotionally reacting in a certain situation? It doesn't matter what it is, um, whether it be something on TV, some mass shooting, some allegation, some Me Too incident, which, you know, we need to take any of this stuff you know, as heavy as it all is, you got to take it as reality. But I just, I think, you know, spreading something before fact um, is potentially more dangerous than the original, the original sin of the predator, right? Like if we are throwing people under the wheels of the bus for an alleged situation um, based off of anger, based off of, I don't, I don't even know how you would explain it. Somebody talking shit because they didn't like a certain scenario that they were involved in. So they're like, we're going to thrash this person. And honestly, that happens more than not. You know, I mean, the real ones that do occur, I I feel like there's almost an injustice done because the people who have actually been through these traumatic experiences are slighted. And, uh, you know, they're not taken as truthful as they would had somebody not blatantly just made some shit up, you know, and it's, uh, 
that's fucking terrible. And uh, I believe in almost like a universal karma too. So if anybody is doing some heinous shit like that, you know, that karma is going to catch up to you. That karma is like credit, right? You have, you have so much that you build up in debt and then eventually you're going to have to pay that debt. And what, what does that come in the face of, you know, whew, just inhale some smoke from the fire. Great job. But you know, that, that comes up and you have to, you have to pay that debt and that bad times, whatever, like, I don't know. I believe that every bad experience you get potentially is because of something that you've done from somebody else. That's just something I've always kind of felt. Like if you do good, you get good back in return and you just be a good person in general and good things will happen. Right. So in the sense of somebody doing real toxic, heinous shit, they burn out that comma or that, that karma credit rather. And, uh, it, it fucks them all up. They got to pay that shit back. So I look at it. If somebody does something bad, it comes out in the wash, right? Like the universe doesn't forget type shit. So it's pretty crazy. And you know, you, you put all that good karma out into the world and people will still approach you on a negative. And it's, you know, and that's when, that's when you have those moments of like, man, what the hell did I did to this person? What is it? What is this about? Why are they approaching like this? How is this, what caused anything that I did to said individual? How did that create you know, something so negative that it, it comes this way. And it's the craziest thing when you start watching how people move around you and, you know, you're like, oh, you know, that's interesting that that person did this, you know, and you just kind of raise an eyebrow and you keep track of that and tally it up. And you're just like, man, where, where did I go wrong for this to occur? Am I crazy? Did this person really do something semi-disrespectful to me? Did this, should I feel this way? Am I making this up? And uh, I always kind of believe that whatever feelings you have in a certain situation are, are valid, right? Like if you feel a certain way, that's kind of how you feel. And there's no, there's no wrong with that, you know, if you, you can be wrong in those situations, but that's where it comes where you got to kind of kind of stay calm and uh, don't do a knee jerk emotional reaction on how you feel. Like if someone wronged you, you don't you don't lash out immediately. You just kind of sit back and you calculate and say, man, you know, how should I handle that? Did this person really mean to do that? Were they malicious or did they not think about it? Are they are they stupid? You know, and that's the scariest thing is when you see stupid people that do weirdly coincidental, malicious stuff that you're just like, man, if that person is really not malicious and they're stupid, they're even more dangerous because they're doing this shit without knowing. I'd rather somebody have a plan against me, you know, instead of just show up and just haphazardly walk into some shit like Mr. Magoo and cause a nuclear explosion in my life. That's pretty crazy. But... Shit does happen. It's pretty crazy. But yeah, you got to watch how people move, man. And then what's pretty crazy is uh, when you see how they act from before, you know, when they used to bullshit you and, and after you recognize that they did, it's, it's always pretty crazy how they will start to react. Like if you call somebody out 
I got a buddy that <clears throat> will say jokingly, he'll be like, man, you're doing some real shit guy stuff. And uh, after that moment, you can see how people react to it, you know, because he pretty much will call you if you're, if you're bullshitting in any sense about a story that had him involved or something crazy. And he's just like, what? Like, that's actually not how that happened, man. Like, bold right to your face. And it, it locks people up. It's pretty humorous. So it's just, it's wild, you know, how when you tell someone that they're full of shit, it doesn't, it doesn't end up faring pretty well for, for the whole situation. They, they immediately get into their feelings. And that's wild, because if, like, do these people really not know that they're full of shit? Are they actually spitting truth from their mind? Like, have they, have they lied so much and created so much fabrication that it seems like it's real? I don't know. I don't know. That's not up to me just an observation that I've seen in, in the past few weeks. And you know, you, you start to think about all these people who are assholes to you and you, you call them out, right? You're, fuck you, I don't need you in my life, thank you. I'd rather you offer me something positive than any sort of stress or negativity that I can call and see. Like if you're not even trying to disguise it, that's pretty wild, you know? Because everybody's got a little bit of bullshit in them, right? We're all our own directors of our movie. Whatever it be fiction or a tale of truth. But you gotta stop making yourself available. People don't add anything positive to you. Some folks just want your energy, right? Some people just want to absorb the positivity that you put off or the, the gravity. I've been told that I carry a gravitas when I walk into a room and I don't really know what the fuck that means, but you know, it's noticeable when, when you can feel the, the sight change towards you. It's, a, it's definitely an awkward feeling. I'm not a fan of that, you know. But that, that energy is valuable. People will take that and run with it. And they'll, I don't know what kind of, kind of use they have of it, right? Some energy vampires, as they say. It's pretty wild. Or they'll ask you advice, you know. People will come to you and ask you for advice, and then you'll have a whole conversation with them and be like, well, this is what it is, you know. And they, they will literally just start talking, just to talk. They'll just, they want to hear their own voice. They want to either argue a point that is the same that you have, and it makes sense to them, but they want their words to be correct, you know. And uh, they super measure their response. Could be another thing that pisses me off, too. They'll... They'll weigh it out before they respond to you and just be like, oh, this, that. And it all feels fabricated anyway. It's not genuine. Yeah. Or my favorite is when you're speaking and people will just listen to respond and they won't listen to understand. And that's kind of how I think we got into a lot of this shit now with social media is people are just, they'd rather argue their point in their words to be correct when they don't even understand that you're on the same team and you're, you both have the same feelings about something. It just comes down to this weird pride thing, which is wild. I mean, we all have it, but I think as you age, you kind of get rid of it. Once you have more life experience and more life wisdom, you just kind of get to a point where you're like, man, fuck this. I don't need anything to do with this. Whatever the hell this is, I don't want anything to do with it. You know, whatever argument you're bringing, whatever bullshit you're trying to say, I don't, I don't want nothing to do with it. So, you just gotta, 
you got to say what you mean and mean what you say. And then if somebody starts to have a, a real conversation with you, you should listen. You should listen to understand their perspective, whether it could be something that you're into or something that you're not, and avoid that conversation or that, that trigger to end, jump into the conversation of being some sort of argument. Like you don't, It's not always a competition. Some people just want to talk. Some people just want to get it off their chest. They have a thought about something that could be pretty taboo and they just want to speak to somebody about it. You just listen. Don't give advice. Don't give your opinion. You know, until they ask, hey, what do you think about this? It's that simple. But we've lost that, the art of conversation. Yeah. Dealing with all that, you know, the energy. You know, thinking about not making yourself available to everybody, you got to... You also got to set time for yourself. How do you do that? How do you, you know, firmly stand like on that discipline of, you know, as much as I want to hang out with all these other people and spend this time with the people that I love, you know, like I've been talking about, you got to, you got to get your head right. How do you do that? How do you, how do you get your head right surrounded by people constantly, you know, fire just caved in nice, but how do you do that? How do you make that time for you and make that matter so you can fully grasp, you know, your mental health state, your, to, to grow, to, to better your, your mindset, your thought, and not be so stuck in this, the murkiness of, of depression, of whatever depression is for you, whatever the def definition of, of your depression is. How do, you, how do you move out of that? while being around people surrounded constantly you know you have to you have to set time for yourself you have to you have to really do that you know and then you know how do you schedule that alone time while struggling with the guilt and the fact that others require your time your significant others your family your closest friends you know your extracurricular job activities or extracurricular hobbies you know in my case the band like how do you how do you set time to be solo and, uh, and work on those things to write and do this, you know, without, without muting something else in your life and causing an issue. You know, hopefully loved ones understand that when you're like, hey, hands up, please, time out. I need me. You know, I know I've got this other stuff going on, but right now I really kind of need to be in my own head. And uh, how do you get that? These are just some thoughts I've been having. So, pretty wild. Speed of life is what I called this. Because it doesn't stop, man. The speed of life just speeds up, and then, you know, the older you get, the faster time passes. And I equate it to those long commutes. When you have that long commute, and you do that hour drive every day, back and forth, that hour seems to go faster the more that you can make, you know, your... your your markers on the road, certain building, certain businesses. Oh, I know here, I know how far I am from here. And then that just seems to go with a blink of an eye. Same thing happens with days, months, years, hours become seconds. That's what happens with this whole culture of looking on our phone, being in the phone so much. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh shit, two hours went by. 
I've been talking shit on somebody's post that doesn't matter to me that I haven't seen in 15 years. You just wasted fucking two hours of time that you could have spent doing something proper. Planning for your future, doing something, being of service, just anything other than mouth breathing while you type viciously to some fucking stranger that you haven't, you've either not ever met or you've never, you haven't seen in years. We're pathetic creatures, people. This is crazy. just we got to do better got to do better the speed of life had a lot go on this weekend my days off are usually Sundays Mondays so I hang out I've been wanting to do these obviously on Sundays but it feels like Monday is the day to do it when I'm slowed down when it's my actual Sunday I just get my thoughts in order and can spill them. I love everybody's support from this. It's it's crazy to see how many people like enjoy just hearing hearing me talk and figure all my shit out. I'm getting ripped by the fire. gorgeous out in Tampa, Florida, by the way. If you are in the southeast, it's getting nice and wintry. There goes a plane in the background. So, like I said, I appreciate everybody, everybody listening. I'm going to continue to do these because this is, like I said, super cathartic. That's just, I don't like therapists. I don't like therapy. I know it works, but I had a weird time when I was a kid. After my dad died, my mom put me into therapy pretty much until I was old enough to be like, I'm done with this shit. Talking to somebody, some stranger, some different doctor every couple years, every few months. It was just a nightmare. Don't want anything to do with it. But oddly enough, talking into a microphone and just having my thoughts spill out with unadulterated just non-filter feels pretty good alright appreciate you listening this has been uh, this has been Kevin with the Hammer and the Nail podcast do it again next week